Hey, PJ. Hey, man. How's it going? Hey, hey, PJ. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Thanks. From a weekend off. Oh, I appreciate uh, that. Yeah. I mean, not really a weekend off. I guess Monday's technically your weekend. Yeah. Yeah. But welcome back. Monday, Monday and a half. Like half a Sunday. So, like Monday and a half. But no, hey, thanks, man. Glad to be back. Energized. You a, got, some, uh, got some. Ask me what I got for lunch. What What did you get for lunch? Because you guys are going to love how I say this. I, I don't know if we've talked about this one before. Ooh, do we have a PJ word coming up? Popeyes. I got that's Popeyes just, for that's lunch. That's just wrong. That's how I say it. It's Popeyes. Popeyes. No, pop, but like, pop, that's just pop incorrect. Pop like, at least I, with room, I can kind of get it. But, or roof, I, I kind of get it. But like, you were just incorrectly saying Popeyes. I thought of another one, actually, as we're, as we're talking about this. Hut dogs. Hut dogs? I, I like, can't, is somebody, like, when... is somebody Is somebody sending a hot dog through their legs to <laughs> you on a snap count? That, I would not. I would Cam not. doesn't even find this funny. Cam's just looking at you in judgment. Understandable. Hut dogs? I, I would not want to eat yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed. that specific. Is somebody, yeah. is somebody sending a dog through their legs, like a little chihuahua? Hut dog. <laughs> is it a silent count? Is it a two clap? I count? don't even like... I wouldn't want to eat that that hot dog, but I don't know what it is. I just like now that I'm thinking of it, uh, I say hot dogs, whatever. But like when I'm just speaking normally, and there's a word with an O in it, and then that that's followed up immediately by another word, for whatever reason, I just don't say the first O right. Uh, it's hot dogs and Popeyes. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know why. Speaking of words with O is. in them, uh, loss and Iowa. Uh, two words that have O's in them, <sighs> and I'm 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 curious how you feel about this because it doesn't inherently affect Penn State because y'all aren't on that side of the conference, right? But at the same time, I do think it kind of affects Penn State because now I think, and this is kind of the same for y'all regardless. Your one chance of getting to the playoffs, you had to beat Ohio State and run the table. Yeah, like that doesn't really change anything for y'all. I think really more than no. anything, has changed the scenario for the Big Ten where they thought potentially they could get two teams in, even though I highly doubt that was going to happen. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know, because you still have, like, everyone's going to have, at, at least at, most of them are going to have one loss by the end of the year. Or, no, or let's, three, three let's just go ahead have. and get this out of the way. Well, that's what I'm saying. For as much as we wanted to call this season 2007, it's not. As much no, as no, we no. wanted to call this team 2007, it looks like the Final Four, if, like, everything goes according to script, and, or I shouldn't even say according to script, if it, every... If, if the probabilities lay out the way they probably will, it looks like the Final Four will be something like Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State. Right. Yeah. Or like X Big 12 team, X you know, Big you, 10 team. You know what you no, need to no, root no, for I mean, if you want that. the most chaos? Tennessee and Auburn over the next few weeks. Because if yeah. Tennessee or Auburn can upset Alabama, then I think the chaos starts. Right. And, that, and that'd be incredible. I mean, I, I, one of my... I, one of my biggest hopes as well is that Cincinnati gets in, but uh, I don't know. I, I Cincinnati think needs Alabama to lose. One of the – now, I don't think Michigan and Michigan State are that great, but I think one, one thing that we're kind of overlooking is the fact that, like, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State, that sounds a whole lot like, <laughs> we, like we, we've been talking about with, like, Ole Miss, Georgia, Alabama, Arkansas, Kentucky. I mean, they're all no, kind of in the same situation. No. Are, are you comparing this Big Ten division to, like, the SEC West of the past? No. No. Uh, no, but not at all. Uh, but 
Um, I, I mean, for this specific football season, I'm just saying that the SEC and the Big Ten have been in ex- insanely similar situations all year. And we've kind of seen the SEC play out that a little bit. None of those Big Ten teams have played each other yet. But I'm just saying that yeah, I, was gonna I, mean, say the Big Ten I don't East, think it's very surprising. But The Big Ten East has three teams that are undefeated in conference, two teams that are currently undefeated overall, and then you have Penn State sitting there with one loss as well, but none of those teams have played each other. You have Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. None of those teams have played each other yet. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. All I think we're seeing here is one team that's overachieving, which is Michigan State, and then the rest is just really good scheduling by the Big Ten Conference. Is it? Yes, it's absolutely great scheduling because everybody's still interested in the Big Ten East, hugely interested, and they have one, two, three, four teams in the top ten in late October. Like that's excellent job scheduling by the Big Ten. They didn't have any of y'all face each other until later in the season. There's no, there hasn't been a Florida Alabama game yet. There hasn't been a Alabama Ole Miss game yet, where you, like one of those teams beats the other. Right? You haven't had that yet. You've like you, you. There's an Iowa Penn State but and an Iowa Wisconsin. But that's in the not first the, week but, of the season. But y'all, but you're not in the same division. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Well, you said Alabama Florida, so they're not. Uh, I'm just saying, like you, you haven't had that Alabama Ole Miss game. Right. No. True. Right, you yep. haven't had those massive games, and I think that's just a really good job of the Big Ten front offices scheduling these because now you have you're setting up these quote unquote monster matchups coming up. And let's be honest, like, okay, over under before the end of the season, three losses for Michigan State. Oh, I've I've Michigan State. I don't know. They're weird. They're they're an enigma. I, I don't think. I think they'll. I honestly think they'll beat Michigan. Uh, I think they'll lose to Ohio State and Penn State, but their remaining schedule is Michigan at Purdue, Maryland, Ohio State at Ohio State, Penn State. I think they'll go ten and two. I think I see. Go 10 I see two. three losses in there. Understandable. I, they haven't. They might lose to Purdue because for some reason Purdue is just one of those teams that's going to rise up and beat someone. Maybe they got that one out of the way with, with Iowa. But Michigan State is a team that's just famous for winning you know, one or two of the big games each year, losing two or th- like one or two of the one or two of the big games the same year, and then also losing a what I call a Michigan State game. Michigan's which is like remaining schedule. Losing to Indiana. Michigan's or, remaining schedule. They're the number 16 in the country. They're 6-0. They host Northwestern for Big Noon Saturday coming up this weekend. Then they go at Michigan State, Indiana, at Penn State, at Maryland, home against Ohio State. There's probably three losses in there as well. I agree. Yeah, I, I think Michigan's worse than Michigan State. So all I'm saying is you're going to get, like, every or a majority of the teams are going to get two to three losses at least inside of their division. The Big Ten's just done a really good job backloading that schedule. So those losses are more significant, and the games are bigger at the end of the season. They've done, they've done a good job. You haven't had Texas A&M Alabama yet. You haven't had Kentucky Georgia yet. Yeah, but I mean, even preseason, like who, who knew Kentucky Georgia was going to be what it is? But no, but preseason, no, just, you knew Michigan, Michigan State would be what it is. You know, Ohio State, know Penn State did. is always going to be what I, it is. I would have figured Michigan State. No, would be but three I'm saying that's like, that's an awesome but... rivalry every year. Yeah. And if you can put some, if you can hope for some stakes on it versus putting it at the beginning of the year, where you're just counting on it being the rivalry, you put it later in the year, you maybe get some snow on the ground. I just think it's a good job by the Big Ten. Ah, it, it is what it is, man. What it, does that mean? <laughs> it is what it is. 
I, I think whoever came up with the schedule deserves a pay raise. That's fine. Like, it doesn't change how it's going to end up, though. But, uh, but, but that's but not what still, matters. Like, what matters is eyeballs. Yeah, but I just think those opportunities to lose have already been there, especially for, like, Michigan State. going. They, they had to go down to Miami, and obviously Big PJ. Ten. Well, that's fine. Hey, PJ. Alabama had to do the same thing. We were hyping that up P- no, at, at the time. PJ. But, no, that's at it's the time. It's Michigan State, That's at man. the time. We're sitting here on October 19th, and you're saying, hey, they had to go down to Miami, which is tough. They did. It's Michigan State. It's not tough. You could go down to Miami and beat them right now. You, yeah. by yourself. Yeah, sure. But that's not saying much for Michigan State. Like, uh, that, that's what I – I don't know. It's just – it is what it is. I, either way, uh, you, you, you God, line I up the records. God, back on the show. Cam, how much Big Ten football did we talk I just, yesterday? I, I don't – Zero. That's fine. You know, PJ's yeah, no, I love it. Yeah, we didn't talk about. It. We didn't talk. You about brought it. up Iowa. You deserve. Now you're like, no, I'm. I am happy because we don't have to talk about Iowa anymore. I make one small comparison to like Iowa is going to be the where, sacrificial lamb. Where the state of these two conferences are, and it's just like, well, that's just because they scheduled it well. Like, oh, I'm giving your conference whoever works in that office credit. They still had to win all the games to get to this point, man. Sure, and they they but all had opportunities to lose. At least you gave them the chance. Like you didn't make them trip up on themselves. I guess is the best way to put it. But I, I don't know. Michigan State's going to do that no matter also, what. That's all I'm saying about also that. Also, the I, Big I'm, Ten has overly stacked one side of that conference. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, the other side, Iowa, Minnesota, Purdue, Northwestern, Wisconsin, Illinois, Nebraska. That was the thing, I think, I was, about... Was the thought that Wisconsin and Nebraska would carry that side with <laughs> Iowa guess. competing every few years? That's the thing about like the SEC West from even a few years ago and, and why I'm not really comparing those two is like you had... Not. Okay, you, whatever. Even at that time, it was just the the hoopla around that conference was just. W- Excuse me. It, it was it was, it was well deserved. No, it, was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> How many um, times has the Big Ten had two teams play in a national championship? That's that's fine. I'm I'm saying in that division, you're talking about the SEC West alone. They they all went on beat each other and then lost when they played non conference games. So it you know it is oh. They didn't care about them. That's right. Anyway. Yeah, we don't care about bowl games, PJ. We the, told you this. But the astounding thing about that is you had like Ole Miss and Mississippi State and, and all these teams in the SEC West that historically haven't been very good. Uh, excuse me? You want to know who the number one and number okay. two teams in the country were when the first ever college football playoff rankings came out? Yes. And in the prime of the SEC yeah. West, what the, the age that we're talking about, yeah, it was Ole Miss and you know, you know who their State. quarterbacks were? That's all I'm saying. You know who their quarterbacks were? Bo Miss- Wallace. And? And Dak Prescott, yes, sir. right? Yes, yes, sir. Fantastic. That, you had that window, and Think luckily for them. selling insurance somewhere right now. Also, unluck- also unluckily for, for them, that's when the playoffs started. So, like, they got that note. It's fantastic. But I think that's what the crazy thing was about that is, like, you had all these historically not great football teams playing really incredible football. And, you know, I think we found for a few of those teams, I mean, there's a reason why they got those recruits. But anyway. Oh, now we're now we're just throwing out slander. <laughs> just say, that's not slander. That's have, fact. Have, have any have any have any charges been brought? Yeah. It weren't, what, Who was was Ole Miss not? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never. Yeah. They were never. Sure. Yeah. They were never uh, found guilty. But that is hilarious. About like you said that the divisions do need to get split up with with the Big Ten. Is it's just like every year you're going to have Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State's going to be okay, and Penn State it depends on. How the year. would you? How would you? If you get to walk into Kevin Warren's office right now, which would, s- which would suck for you because oh, you'd go from gosh. like one you'd go from one Kevin boss to another Kevin boss. 
you walk I, into, if you walk into Kevin Warren's office right now, how are you splitting it up? There's no comparison. I'll take Kevin Thomas over Kevin Warren any day. Damn, of the week. T- talk um, about it. <laughs> talk about it, man. Uh, well, do you mean like like who are you swapping? No. Uh, I think you take one of the. Mm. Oh. It's it's difficult, right? Because you got to keep the. You, okay, how you're can, I, can I propose something? Can I propose something? You probably well because you know up. you do what the SEC do when you do the permanent crossover. Yeah, that's smart. So can I propose something? Go ahead. Send Michigan State. Now you know what I'm going to say. Send Penn State and Indiana to the West. Yeah, and I know they're like, well, they're not actually in the West. It's like the ge- geography doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, it's, it's fine. about Who balance. Cares? No, no, it's about no balance. One cares anymore. Right, we're trying just to name them out. like legends yeah, and leaders. Exactly, or we're going to do legends and leader divisions again. Never do that again. Uh, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to send Illinois and Nebraska back to the other side. Yeah, that's fine. I think that balances it out. Yeah, because because you'd have yeah. you'd have Penn State, Iowa, Wisconsin all on the same side, and then you'd have Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State all on the same side. Yeah, yeah. I don't, there's I don't, a few I don't teams mind that in there that'll pop up every now and then that are really. That well, could exactly. Be really good. That's the thing, right? Is right now you have. Let's just look at it. You have Ohio State that's either undefeated or eleven and one every single year. You have Michigan, who. You Not know, this year, PJ. Yeah, right. They're going even, ten and two. That's right. Thank my man. Uh, who are they going to lose to? Penn State, uh, baby. Thank let's God. Go. Okay, if you said like Michigan State, I was going to be so mad. Anyway. So you you have. All right, those we have thirty two teams. more seconds of ben t- Big Ten talk. Go. Yeah, my fault. I, I don't. It's not your fault. I don't know I why this. you did this. Anyway, like you have Michigan, who's historically going to, uh, you know, you know, be told they're going to go on and win the na- and expected to win the national championship, and then they're going to go ten and two, and then you have Michigan State, who has the potential to go like eleven and one, or like seven and five every single year, kind of kind of going back and forth. Yeah. Now the problem is right now you have. A, an 11-1 ball club, a 10-2 historically ball club, another 10-2 historically ball club, and then another team that can go 11-1 or 7-5. Well, does any of this so matter? Like, can, I, can I bring this back to the SEC? Does any of this matter? Because you're going to lose your coach to LSU. Uh, anyway, <laughs> now James Franklin's shortlisted uh, for that LSU job right Texas now. Are everyone, everyone keeps saying, like, every, every coach, and this is what I always find funny, is every coach is just completely committed to their school. Uh, I don't know if James Franklin has said anything, but Jimbo Fisher has been like, I love it here. Lane Kiffin, I love it here. It's like it's hilarious because I think LSU is a better job than all of those jobs. That's also normally when you, you hear the next day, oh, and this coach has taken the Correct. LSU job. But now. you know who the you know who the hot name is right now? Lincoln Riley. Really? Okay. Because everyone's like, oh, Whoa. come on, Oklahoma is a way better job than LSU. Why would he? It's 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 not. It's not. LSU is the only Power Five school in that state. Yeah. And yep. that is a way more fertile recruiting ground than Oklahoma. And this is like the first and, time and, you're and seeing some turbulence in Oklahoma, the, too. Uh, and the other argument that you yeah. hear is it's less grind, which like, no coach is ever going to admit this, but it's true. It's a, less of a grind week in and week out because you're not living in the SEC West if you're at Oklahoma, right? You, you get to play teams that aren't quite as good. Let's just mm-hmm. put it that way. That's not going to be the case in, like, could be next year. Yeah. Oklahoma yeah. could very much be an SEC West team next year, right? So LSU has got more money to throw at you. They have a more, I'd say, fervent fan base. And they have a new president, an AD that went to the school and is from Baton Rouge. And again, I just think the I think LSU is a top five job in college football. 
I'd put I'd put it out there like that. Just the the amount of money they can pay you, the amount they're willing to put into support systems for you, where they're located. I think LSU is one of those jobs, one of the very few jobs where they can walk into another school and say, I'm taking your coach. Right. So I think the only knock, and I think this is an interesting point, is each of the last three coaches LSU has had have won a national championship. Right. Ed Orgeron won one. Yeah. Les Miles won one. Nick Saban won one. So you are under immense pressure as soon as you start there. So that's the one thing I would say is, eh, maybe I got job security at Oklahoma. But the thing I would say for James Franklin, which too, I think yeah. is why it's interesting, is they, they're talking about ma- trying to make a legacy hire where it would be the first black head coach in the history of LSU. Right. But for James Franklin, is he one bad season away at Penn State from all of a sudden fans start going, I don't know about this guy. Because if you go to LSU, you kind of reset that, where you get to start as, I am the savior, I'm going to come in here and fix what this guy messed up. So you at least buy yourself like two or three years. Yeah. Whereas at Penn State, you could be one bad year away. Like if this season ends in disaster. Right. Just lose all the rest well, of them. Well, not not, I'm not going to say all the rest of them. Let's pull up Penn State schedule real quick. I'm sorry to do this to you. And we're oh, going it's back, tough. We're going back to we're going back to it's Big Ten fun. football. Uh, you have Illinois. You're at Ohio State, at Maryland, home against Michigan, Rutgers at Michigan State. So you have two massive games coming up on the road. Say you lose three games. Yeah, end up eight and four again. What's the conversation around James Franklin? Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty sure it's. Especially from the fans, it's it's pretty loud. Yep, and pretty disappointing. So, albeit that's if like if Clifford comes back, and we lose those games. Yeah, that's when it starts. If if he's out for an I extended period of time, I don't that's think it matters. I think regardless, because then you'd be like, well, the coach couldn't prepare a backup quarterback. So like, right? Yeah, yeah, I think regardless, if you lose three games, I'm not saying you will. Again, y'all going to the Big Ten championship again. That that's been your Big Ten talk here in South Georgia. And we still didn't even on get a, to everything on a Tuesday afternoon. To. We got more college no, football kidding. talk coming. Uh, <laughs> Nate wrote in on Twitter. He goes, we have a Braves NLCS game three, and you guys are talking college football. Nate, it's college football season, my guy. And let me tell you, let's just break down the schedule for you. we got 40 minutes left, too. No, well, let's break down the schedule for you. You have us until 3 o'clock. You have three and out for 50 minutes. They're going to be talking plenty of NLCS. And then you have an hour and a half coming up on ESPN Radio here of the Braves pregame show. Promise. So we have so much baseball coming up for you. But it is college football season. We only get an hour a day here, and so much happened this past week. So much is coming up this week. It's a bye week for Georgia and Florida, but that game's going to be massive. We have some really cool matchups coming up this weekend. We still haven't gotten a chance to talk about the Tennessee Ole Miss. I'm not even going to call it debacle. I'm going to call it terrible SEC officiating. That's what I'm going to call it, and I'm going to call it uh, – I'm not going to say what Tennessee fans do were right, but I'm also not going to agree with all of the national beat writers out there that are calling it egregious and shameful. So we'll get into that. I still want to recap some of the stuff that happened on the field. I want to talk about Stetson Bennett. I want to do lots of stuff. So we're going to talk some more college football here. And then we will get to some NLCS. And then, again, you have three and out coming up. They're going to talk NLCS. And then we have 90 minutes of Braves pregame coverage. And you know what they're going to talk about? I think they're probably going to talk about the Braves. I, I think they'll probably talk about Georgia's front seven. You see uh, Mark Stoops said they're the best front seven he's ever played. True. So we got, yeah. we got no, all that right. coming up. We'll dive into it coming up right here on Second Down on ESPN Radio. Cam, I'm going to give you about 30 seconds here because I know it's a big night for you. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to talk NBA starting now. Oh, I mean, I don't have much to say. I just, I got the Lakers winning tonight. 
That's all I'm going to say. Lakers and the um, the Brooklyn Nets winning tonight. You got the Brooklyn more, Nets taking more. on the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. And then you have Warriors-Lakers coming up at 10 o'clock. So, I mean, Cam's favorite team, the Golden State Warriors, are getting ready to tip off their season. True. Yeah, you keep talking about those old guys, man. Now, my favorite, my favorite, my favorite five minutes every week is when we're doing our our microphone tests for the games on Friday night, and Cam's back here running the board, and so I can talk to him, but he can't talk back to me. Oh yeah, and it nice. is just a Raker, Lakers roast fest. Yeah, no, absolutely. Th- th- those were always like board hopping for those games. Those were always some of the most interesting times because, like, you're just sitting back. That Cam, I know, I know what you're saying. You're like, you're texting them, and they keep talking about whatever they're talking about and uh you're just trying to get those texts off as much as possible because like that's the thing kevin's like kevin was talking uh, like like talking stuff to me back when i did that and he's like not thinking i'm gonna write that. No, no, no no i will text you back man yeah i'll text you i'll have a conversation while you're talking and i'm texting i don't care you, you say something i'm gonna say something back all right i need to get y'all's we'll opinion it. on something and i, I, I want y'all to go first because i don't want to like skew the argument here Okay. Did y'all watch the end of Old Miss Tennessee? I did not. I'm not gonna lie. I, I I didn't. We got another wedding. I've seen, I've seen highlights. Yeah. So okay. So to summarize, a bit there it. were multiple bad calls that went against Tennessee. Yeah. In this game, and so with about 50 seconds left, I want to say on the clock, Tennessee fans started throwing water bottles, and uh, the most famous thing was a just a mustard. Just yeah. A bottle of mustard yeah. made it on the yeah. field, which Somehow. very, very clearly was a flask. Like everyone's like, "Who just brings mustard into the stadium?" <laughs> it's like, "All right, sweetheart." Uh, but it's bless your heart. It's, yeah, it's right, just, yeah, right. it's, just, it's just mustard. That's right. It's yeah. just mustard. But that's it. Uh, it all of that's out there, and then you have a golf ball being thrown at Lane Kiffin, and which so you have yeah. so Tennessee. Moral story: Tennessee is fined two hundred fifty thousand dollars for their fans' behavior. I believe the band left. Yeah, just because of everything that was going on, and this is again the game was still going on. They're talking about having to postpone it. So, all of that being said, w- what are your opinions on the Tennessee fans throwing the stuff on the field? Um, it's uh, it's difficult, right? It's it's back and forth in my head. Like I don't love it. I uh, don't don't love the fact that people are trashing the field and things like that. Then again, when you have calls like that going against you that are, are just detrimental to the team, detrimental to your, your chance to win. And it's over and over and over again. Um, you can understand the frustration. You can, you can understand the anger. Um, but expressing yourself in that form or fashion, I don't know. I, I look at it as like, it's not something I would do. Right. Am I going to con- condemn them for freaking, for for doing that, I don't know if I'm gonna go that far. Um, so it's it's kind of in between. And, and as long as you're not like you're not aiming it at people, or you're not throwing something that's gonna hurt someone, you're not trying to hit them. Which of course, like, kind of lost in all of that in the anger. Like you you probably do have some people like you know obviously throwing it at certain people, which I I don't condone that either. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit of both. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't encourage it, but I certainly understand it. Do you remember the the Mississippi State Memphis game from earlier this year? Yeah, yeah. Where the player's knee was clearly down 
and but they end up returning that punt for a touchdown and right. they don't review it, they still call it a touchdown. Yeah. Same officiating crew. There you go. I mean, Cam, what 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 are your opinions on fans throwing trash on fields, courts, any of them? Uh, I I just don't really like it because it can lead to like players, you know, running up into the stands and you know fighting and other bad things and people getting suspended, people getting hurt. You're throwing you know objects at, like mutants that play the sport of football, and I mean, there's nothing you can do if they can run into the stands. So I don't like it. I get it. You're upset, but you're not the one on the field playing. So why are you throwing, you know, objects? You're just doing that for fun at this point. All right. So here's where I'm at with this. Throwing things is childish. Yeah. And it just is. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> anything. Yeah. But it's a it's also it's just kind of a release where it's just like, I'm so mad and there's no way for me to impact the situation in which I'm mad. Right. Like I think it's different if like Ole Miss is just like cooking your team and you're losing forty two to seven and it just it is what it is. Like you're yeah. mad, but it's it's football. Mm-hmm. When it's circumstances outside of your control, the team's control, and it's the officials taking it in, that's a different kind of mad. It's like it's like there's something getting taken away from it's you. It's literally like, like said, watching somebody steal something out of your living room and you yeah. can't do anything about right, it. Right. You're just sitting there watching. And so yeah. you you're you it's just a different kind of mad. I don't know if you ever listen to Tom Segura, but he just kind of calls it like that where you get that rage where you just kind of like, you can't really yeah. no, control it. It's, it's, it's a different kind of mad. And is it immature as hell? Absolutely. Throwing things is immature as hell. But it's also, we saw it in the Braves when you had the infield fly rule. Mm-hmm. Right? Where it's just, yeah. you are taking this game out of our hands with a complete blown call where you can actually go look at this and get this right. And again, it wasn't one blown call. There was multiple blown calls in this game by this officiating crew. There's no repercussions for bad calls. Like no no official is being taken off or and taken off the crew and punished or fired. Yeah. No official has to answer questions after games, which I would love. I would love if you had a the post-game press conferences where you talk to both coaches. If you're going to make 18-year-olds sit up there after they lose True. 52 to 48 yeah. in heartbreaking fashion and and have to answer questions then you should absolutely make grown men and women now who are officiating these games sit up there and answer the same questions at least the white hat yeah. should have to sit up there but back to the throwing of the things on the field immature stupid get it it is not this polarizing holier than thou i'm better than you you guys need to get it together tennessee is a trash fan base it's not that no. tennessee is not the first fan base that has ever thrown yeah bottles on the field or trash on the field right right there are horror stories from every stadium about what fans have done to opposing players hell ben tells a story about getting hit in the face with oranges yeah when right. he was at an opposing fan stadium this isn't the first time, and it's just it's it's the I think Jack McGuire from Bartstool made a really good point about this. He said that passion pays the bills that runs the website that you're writing this com- this commentary about how you're better than everybody. Right. Tennessee fans being that passionate about their fan base, and again, it is it's misplaced passion when you're throwing stuff. I get that, but the passion and the the love that they have for that program. And the anger that they had about having a game, I would say, stolen from them, 
is what pays your bills. Yeah. And so to anyone out there writing those articles or anyone out there who agrees with them, get off your high horse. Because, I mean, this is – it's college football. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, it's the same thing I, I would say for rushing the field, right? Yeah. No, the it's last, it's no, the what, opposite, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the opposite kind of elation, right, where you see the video of the kicker for Texas A&M and his girlfriend and his mom are watching him getting ready to kick that field goal against yeah. Alabama, and they just like both break down in tears. And then what do you see? People flooding the stadium, like yeah. just like flooding the field. Well, like I said, his his girlfriend is actually just like the family yeah. sitting there yeah. hugging. And she's like, "I'm gone." Let's yeah, go. she, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she might be the first one over the fence. But yeah. it's when was the last time you saw an NFL stadium storm the field? Yeah, basically never. Because they I don't, don't care. Think, yeah. And yeah. then you take away the biggest games from those home fans, and you put it in the Super Bowl. Yep. Right, and it's it's all corporatized, and like, it's not really the fans of the teams that are there. It's a bunch of corporate packages and stuff like that. When was the last time you saw an NFL cam? I mean, can you think? When was the last time you saw an NBA where they stormed the court because they were so happy? Probably, man, that was a long time ago. Probably two thousand nine. And again, yeah. the other the other factor you have to put in there is what's the average age with a fan base at these games because it's a college football game. Yeah. There are tens of thousands of 18 to early 20-year-olds inside the stadium who are not mature for the most part. Yeah. Don't know how to handle that kind of emotion. So it just it kind of ticked me off this weekend when I saw them like, yeah, it's probably a bad look for Tennessee. You don't want people throwing stuff. I mean, it's it's half empty water bottles. Right. And like we talked about it we talked about it with and I think these are different situations. We talked about earlier this year Cam when the NBA when they finally let fans back in, you had people throwing water bottles. Was that, was that Kyrie? Yeah. That they threw the water bottle yeah. at? I think throwing a bottle purposefully at a player versus yes. expressing, I don't want to sound like I'm overly defending this, but just throwing it on the field right? to try to express your displeasure is a little bit so, different. I think it's so different. And that's what this whole time we've been talking, like, I know I'm going to be quick. I know we're, but oh, yeah. I think people just have to, separate this in their heads right you start thinking like cam with with the nba and things there have been i think five or six different separate instances instances over the past two or three years yeah, you had a player like, or a guy you, spit on trey young yeah, spitting on people throwing popcorn on people throwing yeah. beer on basketball players and that is completely different like to me completely different than than what's going on and what happened at Tennessee. Yeah. And I think maybe some of the people writing those columns, maybe they just couldn't separate that in their minds, which I don't know how, but that's like disparaging, disrespecting a player and basically not even treating that like you're, you're treating them like trash. You're throwing yeah. your trash onto them. And I don't want to be the guy and who's out here like the media, but it's just, well, it's, no. yeah, it's, I, I'm with you, but it's very but that's easy. completely different than this. It's very easy to be sitting up in the press box or at your house or at True. your office and write this, uh, these, these, gross savages right. out here. It's like, no, these gross savages are the one who click on your articles yeah, and, and get you views on your ads and get you paid. Yep. Yep. And guarantee you that they're doing exactly that when, when they see, you know, that, that headline and, and want to know what the heck you're saying. Yeah. And also if about you were, that one time they threw a golf ball on a, on a football field. <laughs> and also if you, if you are overly passionate about something, which I mean, it's, you're called a fanatic. Like, yeah. it's a fan. You're a fanatic. Guarantee you if somebody rips something away from your team like that, like Penn State, Ohio State's happening. Yeah. And, and you're up in Happy Valley and you're watching that game 
and the officials blow three calls and Ohio State wins by one score? Oh, uh, we've seen that you're, before. The, yeah. ar- the arm's twitching. Plenty of times. The arm's twitching, right? Like you're not actually doing it. Yeah. But the arm's twitching a little bit. There's there's a game. I mean, I can think there's a game we lost 17 to 10 in which two of the touchdowns. Uh, anyway, it was a few years ago, and and the Big Ten came out and said issued statements yeah. saying that, that the calls were wrong. And once again, to summarize, so there are there are yeah. two wrong groups in this situation. People throwing stuff on the field, wrong. It, you're not supposed to do that. It's wrong. Other wrong group is the people judging the hell out of those people and writing columns about how they're better than them. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. There's two wrong people in this situation. I just think it is what it is. Nobody got hurt. Fans were upset. They didn't express their frustration in the best way possible. It is what it is. You move on. Lane Kiffin made jokes about it. It's funny. It's college football. It is what right. it is. We got more to come. Second down right here on ESPN Radio. Second down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Please do not throw things at us, but if you do, I understand. I get it. I throw things at PJ, too. You can't just in in the general direction. When PJ starts comparing the Big Ten East don't this year to the SEC West no of one, years past, I, I want to throw things at him, too. I get pe- it. People listening, you got to understand, that's not where I was going, right? Like, that's exactly where you were going. Is, is this what gaslighting is? Because this is not. Yeah. This is not where I was going. I, I started talking about this year, and he's like, You mean the SEC West from five years ago? No. But if you want to compare that, we can. Uh, you don't want that smoke. You know it's why? Not even smoke. You know why? Because I have the benefit of hindsight, and I can go to their rosters and look at all the NFL players that were on there. That's cool. Didn't help them win their bowl games. Didn't. We don't care about bowl <laughs> games, PJ. How many times do I have to tell you this? Didn't didn't help them that year. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure an SEC West team didn't win the national championship that year. Whatever Who year. Who cares? That was. It was still the best division of football. Nah, until it wasn't. It, it never was not. Because <laughs> you have one good team not. come out of it. It never was not. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Back in. Are you done with your Big Ten? You started Propaganda. this. You started this. You ain't going to convert anybody down here to the Big Ten fan I think of PJ. You, by the way, I think you started to ask me a question about Iowa earlier and then never got to the question. Well, my question is how happy are you that we don't have to talk about Iowa anymore? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'm pretty pretty much on the record as saying I want every other Big Ten team to lose other than Penn State every week. So, like, someone tried to someone tried to come at me Saturday night and they were like, hey, man, like, I know Iowa lost, like, that kind of sucks because now that loss doesn't look really no, that, that good no, for you. And I'm like, I don't, I don't yeah, care. That I want them to lose matters. every game. Everyone always talks about that. They talk about Cincinnati and Notre Dame where they're like, oh, well, well Cincinnati needs Notre Dame to win. That doesn't matter. Yeah, no, no. And it, I'm what just matters happy is your like, record right? and how you beat teams. I'm just happy that Purdue did what, what we were about to do and we couldn't. Like that, That's what frustrates me. Like Up 17-3. Everything going well, even with two turnovers already in the first quarter, we were going to win that game like thirty-eight to ten. Yeah. So. All anyway. right. So we have some some stuff to get to here. Uh, quickly. Again, we only have fifty minutes of three and out coming up because following that we'll get into the Braves pregame show. You have Game Three of the NLCS coming up tonight. Walker Bueller against Charlie Morton. That one is out in Los Angeles. We'll ha- obviously have complete coverage of you all the way throughout the NLCS. So we have games today, tomorrow. Uh, and Thursday, and then they'd have a day off, and if needed, they'd come back to Atlanta for two games in Truist. Again, if needed, 
we've covered all this ground cam yesterday with uh, my guy Dylan Hernandez from the LA Times. But <laughs> we also, PJ, are now officially in Georgia, Florida week. And I know oh. it's a bye week right now. <laughs> That's all right. But both teams are on a bye week. So yeah. it is time to start prepping and getting mad and getting angry and telling stories and having a good time. We got Georgia, Florida coming up. And also, next, not this Thursday, stay with me. Next Thursday and Friday, we will all be out at the Westin on Jekyll Island. We'll be doing three and out there. We'll be doing second down from out there. And then on Friday, we'll still be doing the shows from out there. After the shows, we will have Florida and Georgia legends coming through. We have Wayshawn Ely, former Georgia running back, coming through. Uh, we have Warren McClendon. Not Warren McClendon. Willie McClendon, excuse me. There you go. Willie McClendon, the running back McClendon. Right. The elder right. McClendon yeah. coming through. Brunswick native uh, there you coming go. through. Wait, again, so Wayshawn Ely, uh, Carlos Alvarez. Uh, who is a Florida receiver, is still their all-time leading receiver in a season and overall and with receptions. He was Steve Spurrier's uh, number one receiver. He'll be there. So many people coming through. So many legends coming through. And it's at the Weston on Jekyll Island on October 29th. So the Friday night before Georgia, Florida, you can come hang out at the beautiful Weston Eat some great food, mm-hmm. have some drinks. If you need a place to stay, hey, we're at a hotel. Imagine and, that. And they have special rates for you at the Westin. You can go to ESPNCoastal.com, click on the Georgia Florida Legend Series. Uh, this is a, a event been conceptualized, uh, and it's really turned into something awesome. It's the third annual. Uh, last year, it was, it was virtual just because of everything with COVID-19. Uh, the year before that, that was awesome. So yeah. many people turned out, so many legends there, and just hearing these guys talk football uh, in person and talk about this rivalry is so much fun. You'll have a chance to meet and greet with the legends and get autographs. So just an awesome way. If you're into the Georgia-Florida game, the world's largest blankety-blank, because I don't know if we're allowed to say that anymore, uh, it's nah, be a rebel. This is, it's the place to be. We're and you're, you're, you're right down the street from Jacksonville. I mean, you literally just hop on 95, you're there. Yeah. And it's a beautiful hotel on Jekyll Island. And you can do one or two night stays uh, with this package. Uh, and if you don't need a place to stay, if you're a local and you just want to come hang out, completely free to the public to come out and hang out and get, again, get some food, get some drinks. It's going to be a really good time. Weston Jekyll Island on October 29th, the 2021 Florida Georgia Legend Series uh, hosted by Ben Troop there. So we're really looking forward to that uh, coming up on October 29th. we got more to come here on Second Down. We'll be right back after this. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko and Cam Urshery here. Three and out coming up next. As we mentioned, NLCS Game 3 coming up first pitch at 5.08. Uh, PJ, you are... Why are you yelling at me? 3-0. lead. 3-0 though today? Uh, you shut your mouth, PJ. It's a 2-0 series lead. Eh? Charlie Morton's throwing against Walker Bueller. Should I have to deal with Cam? No, don't say that. Don't. No, no, no. It's not yeah. jinxed until you say it's, it's jinxed. jinxed. It's just jinxed. No, no. no. <laughs> is that is that a rule? Yes, that's always been the rule, but no one wants to listen to it. No, I'm kind of hey, coming over to the Kevin Thomas to side, and this is going to surprise y'all. This is going to surprise you, Cam. I'm, I'm, I may be coming over to the Kevin Thomas side, where quote, "Ain't no curses." Please, please, because wow. I, I mean that. That's <laughs> I. 
know. It's just, it, I feel it, like my whole a, family's like that too. And I, then now no, you're like this. No, but and I'm like, I feel like I feel like I am this way because the only Atlanta championship I've seen or Georgia championship I've seen in my lifetime, yeah. I was three years old. So that doesn't really count. I and it's just, it's it. such a, and listen, Atlanta really United doesn't count. I, I love Atlanta United. That doesn't count as a major championship. I'm just going to say it. You can get mad at me if you want to. John Nelson, I'm sure, is furious as well as Jason Longshore. He's calling in this. right now. But it is, it is what it is. It doesn't count as a major championship. We need a major championship. And so I think the fact that we haven't had one in so long makes me feel this way. Anyway, NLCS game three coming up. 508 first pitch. Three and outs coming up next. They'll take you to 350 and the Braves pregame show. That's coming up.